Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. The offseason is pretty much over. It's time to figure out which teams won and which teams lost the offseason. And is winning the offseason good? Wow. Turn into our TED Talk. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. It is episode 595, January 25th. Jake's here, I'm here, Trev's here, BBD with a loud shirt behind the dish. And we are recapping a little bit of the MLB offseason. Winners, losers. Get ready to be mad and have strong opinions. Mm. I disagree, they'll say. No way! Wrong! Trev, how are you? Similar sweatshirts, I feel like we're wearing. Super cool sweatshirt you're wearing, James. You look great. BBD, that shirt looks like you just had sex last night. And Jake, you look like a low-level, very low-level investment banker. Thank you. Promise yeah, I did. Like, Maybe you're going for an internship at Enterprise, like an interview. Something like, Enterprise is a good one, good James. Round. Just slap that logo on there. Uh, you know what? I'm okay with people coming at us this episode because Ooh. this is going to tug on the heartstrings. Many t- many people in the offseason are optimistic when they shouldn't be optimistic because it's the offseason. That's Ooh. what it's for. Everyone has the goal of making the playoffs. Save what, about five teams? Five teams know that's just not going to happen. Maybe maybe a little bit more than that, but um, I'm excited to talk about it a little bit. We've kind of like perused these moves, and now that – the offseason's almost over. We can kind of take a, a bigger look at the at the landscape here. Who won the offseason last year? Like, who is the big talking? Was it the Blue Jays? I mean, a team you might hear a little bit about, the Texas Rangers, they signed yeah. Simeon and Seager, but everyone knew, like... It wasn't for that year. <laughs> everyone wasn't. knew it wasn't for 2022. Um, I think I could... There was like, oh, they'll be a little better, but you got to see what they do next offseason. Might get into them. I don't Let's know who see. you guys got. 2022 uh, Mets. That was the Those first. The Mets, yeah. Marte, Scherzer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Let's see. Who else is up there? Uh, Detroit. Erod, Javi Baez. Well, they didn't win. They, they didn't win. Moves. No, that wasn't. They, it no was a understood. positive offseason for them. Well, I no think, one thought they were like winning. Like they weren't the team, number one. Is it? Well, oh, no, you yeah, know, not the that. Braves if at the end with like. I'm looking the for the, the team. The there was Olsen. one team that's like they team that became like a contender. Yeah, the consensus and, number one became a contender. To, got it all would be the, the Mets. Guy, the Mets. All right. Uh, the other thing is, as Trev kind of said before the show, is sometimes you you want to say something that hasn't been said a ton, mm. and if we all go that route, we might leave out some obvious choices because right. we all want to have a little more of an interesting thing, which is tough for you know the social media graphic that people just see. But mm. hopefully, we don't. We'll have to say, like, uh, you know, general consensus, this team. But we all said these three instead. If that happens, just letting the audience I have a know. lukewarm team. Nice. Yeah, I got a team. So I put five down on my winners because we're all going to have different. So if you guys take one, then I have to go somewhere else. I put three on my losers. Uh, but one is kind of like um, a half and half. So um, I don't know. I'm interested to see. How where you guys land and all that? What's right? a loser you've got? I can't just leak answers. I thought we we're starting. Well, I'll go. I'll let Trev go first because I like I got extras. Super mid Trevor, what do you got, Trev? Who lost the off season? 
Nice. Oh, this, this is, this is it. What's this brought is to you by DraftKings? Wow. You know, there's four Woo! there's four teams that still have a chance to win the NFL season. One plus one equals two. We're going to the big game. And if you want to place just five dollars on those games, you can get two hundred in free bets. Instantly download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code TALKIN. New customers can bet $5 on the conference championships and get 200 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TALKIN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I hate that I seriously say details now. Yeah. Details. I'm out. I was started to be like an ironic joke making fun of them and then it just became I I'm say going it. further. So I'm out. Dem tales. Details. Trevor, Floof. Announce your loser. Ruin someone's day. I want to announce my lukewarm pick first. <laughs> well, I what if that's one of our losers? Almost not the game. Yeah, you can't do that because it might be one of our losers. So you have to announce <laughs> or winners. With, with authority a team you think lost <laughs> the offseason. Do you not want to go first? Do you guys want me to go first? I'm the guy that hates yeah, every go team. First, anyway. The go Angels first. lost the offseason. Oh, have, that's what I was going to say. That was my lukewarm uh, Lukewarm. They have one more year of Shohei Otani, a generational now we're talking. decade talent. One more year guaranteed. Decades. Well, yeah, I meant <laughs> I meant 100 centuries yeah. talent. And they should be going all in to support him. Yes. And you have Mike Trout yes. at, later in the season, and they should be going all all in and prove show. Hey, hey, dude, not only do we want you back, we want to win with you right now. We're going to go all in. They got a bunch of reclamation projects that they hope stick, who did have great years, and they hope stay. And like Drury, so happy for that dude that he got a contract and he got picked up off his good work. Tyler Anderson, happy for him too. But they're not sure things. They're You're, you're banking on someone else like, you know, finished a project and then they're handing it to you and you say, okay, you just keep this running. The angels can't just keep things running. Yeah. And I think they are, they were the easy losers. You have Shohei Otani for one year guaranteed. You need to at least show him that you're going to go all in and look how much money was spent. And instead it was like, are we going to sell the team? Are we not going to sell the team? No, we love baseball. Okay. Well then go support your players. So I think the angels were the easiest Loser for me of the offseason. The reason I say they're lukewarm is I actually like the moves that they made. I know that's not big, splashy moves. They've tried that before, going out and signing, you know, big name free agents. It just it hasn't really worked for them. I, and I don't know exactly what the recipe is for them to just come in and automatically be a contender. Like, it's really, there is no recipe for that. You could go out, what, they're going to sign a shortstop? Like, bring in Dansby? Was oh, that going to be enough for Otani? I don't think anything they could have... I don't think anything they could have done, James, was going to keep Otani there. That's my personal opinion. The reason I like the move. So that's even more, though. Even more so, go try and be a legit contender in your last year with Otani. I think they know they're not going to resign him. But then set yourself up for years to come. Go get Rodon for for five years. Go get, like, even there's... Rodon's a little unfair. We've heard he wouldn't... Yeah, I know. He wanted to sign with like an actual contender and stuff like that. The, oh, the real reason they're losers is because everyone thought Artie Moreno was selling the team, and all of a sudden he's right. like, "Nah, yeah, nah." nah dog. I spent I'm the offseason not going and acquiring like you know high end talent in a year where every team with money acquired high end talent. So I like their moves. I understand what you're saying. It's not enough to show show hey hey this is what we're trying to do to keep you there, but I don't think anything is going to keep this guy there. So. 
if you're just looking at baseball specific moves, I like their moves. I think the reason they're losers is the Artie Marino factor. Because every single Angels fan that I follow on Twitter or that I know personally is fucking pissed. And they talk about it's not it's not just about you know them not making the playoffs in the last eight years. It's about you know the land deal, like the shady deals with the uh, the mayor of Anaheim. Um, you know all sorts of stuff. I can point to my guy four or five back here and some of the stuff that's gone on in the organization under Artie Moreno's tenure. So like there's they a lot made, of things they, that have happened that are negative, and they thought they were going to get a new owner, and people are seeing Steve Cohen in New York, and they're saying we want one of those, and it could have been. Steve Ballmer or the dude that owns the Warriors. They said there was uh, some dude from China that was going to buy the team. I'm assuming all three of those guys, I know Steve Ballmer has massive pockets and they wanted that. They haven't they done anything in January. They made all their moves before Christmas and they haven't done anything since. And yeah, I sell the team and then that fell through and then they just kept going. I don't know. Brett Phillips patrolling the outfield late in the inning, signed January 9th, Jim. No, man, it's it's tough. I mean, Tyler Anderson, I, I told, you, told you guys, roster resource, they went to projections for this year instead of last year's stats. Tyler Anderson, who, again, would be a tough guy to project because he clearly had a breakthrough season with the Dodgers, a team that has a program of uh, you know players making the turn or taking a step. Uh, Tyler Anderson's projections this year, which again, tough to quantify, but 31 starts a 4-4 ERA. He's there too. Um, so yeah, man, uh, the Angels. Uh, will Dr- Will DraftKings have this Angels team projected higher than last year's Angels team? Did they like even get better in? I would have to remember books? what they were projected for last year. People thought they were going to be decent. Um, I don't know. It's tough because the other thing that makes them a loser is the Texas Rangers. I don't know if we'll talk about them in a little and bit. And the Mariners. And the Astros. Well, yeah. You I have, mean, that's, that's the biggest problem in the room. Like, you know, you can... I, I love the vision of sports and baseball, and if a couple things go wrong with the Mariners, the Rangers have nothing promised. <laughs> Houston is promised. <laughs> like, they're going to be there, and those other teams are going to get you that... Yeah, I think... Uh, a good news for John Boy Media, <laughs> we're going to have a pretty good clickbait trade deadline because mm. the Angels, I don't think they're going to be in it. Mm. Last yeah. year, the Angels over-under was 83 and a half, and all three of you were over. Oh, we bought in a little Love bit, it. huh? My halos. We like to convince ourselves of the Angels from time to time just because of the shiny objects they dangle in front of our face. Well, how much could their this offseason have bank moved them up, if anything at all? The eighty five? I, I I might be lower this year. Yeah, I can't imagine the line that I, line is gonna get higher than that, right? Yeah, no. So even if you like the moves, I, I don't think they're find out they underperformed soon. last year should be the same line. Yeah. Yeah, we'll find out soon. All right, Jake, Trev, which wants to go now? We need a loser. I've got a loser. I said go. Do you got okay? Um, my loser uh, of this offseason and some recent developments tie into it. Hmm. Chicago White Sox. Yeah, I had him on my board. Mine. My but, goodness. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you're so you're the worst. What did he uh, say? He just took mine. <laughs> loser. We've offered you to go twice. Yeah. <laughs> um. Let's start. I'm optimistic. We'll we'll build ourselves up here. Uh, Johnny Cueto, who was just a bonus piece for them, uh, but ended up being awesome for them. He's gone. Fine. Good. 
Uh, AJ Pollock, Josh Harrison, veterans, whatever. Elvis Andrews ended up being really good for them down the stretch, whatever. They signed Andrew Benintendi. Okay, great. Benny's a solid dude. I, I think you know what you're going to get from, from Benny. They lost Jose Abreu to the Houston Astros. Reminder, we'll get to them. Jose Abreu, I loved it. I compliment Trev whenever I can because I got to keep him kind of perky. Otherwise, we lose him. Jose Abreu has an argument to be the best player on any baseball field he steps onto, and he's had that for about a decade, and he, he was that again. This White Sox team that they made a cultural shift that they wanted to focus on batting average and get away from power, they were fifth in batting average last year. Nice, guys. The team was a dreadful watch all year. So they bring in Benny. They lose Jose Abreu. So a team that was 18th in OPS, 22 in homers, like that swap is tough to start. I know they had the injury bug. Every team does. Guess what? They're going to have some injuries this year. And then Liam Hendricks, I mean, you, you get the update from him with the, uh, the non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, which is just brutal, and you, you, you know, you, your heart goes out. You hope for the best and all of that, and, and that's unfortunate. And then we get the Clevenger news yesterday, who was kind of their other free agent signing, who let's see what all comes from that. Right now we're just going off Instagram posts, but looks bad. The White Sox, they were supposed to be a team last year. Trev Plouffe, Trevor Plouffe locked them in for the World Series. And now, as we're also talking about the teams around them in division, the Minnesota Twins have had an awesome last month that, my God, give me the Twins over the White Sox. This was a White Sox team we thought was going to be in a golden, like, three-year period with dominant starting pitching and a mean lineup. And now, I'm, I'm over them. Well, you're over them, and also I think they might be over themselves. They got $120 million coming off the book if they don't pick up any of these club options. So you're looking at, they're looking at their ledger right now thinking, okay, if we don't pick up the option on Lance Lynn on Tim Anderson, on Joe Kelly, on Diekman. We got Giolito's a free agent. Lopez is going to be a free agent. There's a lot of money coming off, and they might be at a tipping point. Like, what's better for us? Because you know how these guys think. Not doing that and then trading a lot of those guys this year. Like, dude, the White Sox, if they don't get off to a hot start, might be the wholesale team. Are they uh, this year's the deadline. deadline team we're hoping for? I mean, that's tough. Lance Lynn on the move. The you got Grant, they got Lance Lynn. They got Grandall. They got Tim Anderson, Joe Kelly, Diekman, Giolito, Lopez, and then Graveman. They got, I mean, if they are not in it, if they're way out, Ooh. that's uh, what to watch for. Like, they might offload. Now, they do have club options on those guys, so the, the other team would have to take that option, so there might be harder to move as well. But, yeah, interesting. They were supposed to be good for a while. The... Clevenger news, the Liam Hendricks news, obviously much different news, but it takes away from the roster. Oh, me and my guy uh, Fuzzy got invited mm. and paid to go do content with uh, Momentum. I had to sit at a table with Bauer and Clevenger. Those pictures aren't great now, both those guys being uh, bad guys. See this $2 bill right here? Yeah, I see it. Many consider uh, $2 bills to be lucky. Hmm. I think the White Sox, I still believe in the White Sox. 
you were gonna. And I think they might need this two dollar bill this year. I look at the roster, and I don't know if it's just me trying to save face from last year when I picked them to go to the World Series, but I still think there's massive potential on this roster in a weak division. Did Minnesota? get better sure did the guardian surprise last year sure i don't think they're that far off from competing for an al central division title as currently constructed i agree with you they haven't had a great off season but they didn't really have a lot of holes to fill benintendi coming in is great um they still have the pieces to do it i i just can't quit him i, I don't know what it subtraction, is though. subtraction by subtraction I, I i was with you there on the offseason because they could have made some moves and, and bolstered. Uh, and, and, you know, they made some moves, but you're right, man. I think they, I think they did lose a little bit here in the okay. offseason. I still believe in them, though. Well, who is For your some reason. Now? There's two off the board. Now you got to choose a third. You should have went first, Trev. No, I'm fine. This is okay. the one I kind of had in my mind all along. Yeah, there's um, one big I, one I think we have to say. Another opinion. team that I, I'm – I can buy in on because I'm so optimistic during the offseason. That's how I'm wired, guys. And I look mm-hmm. at the lineup and I'm like, you know, they could they could hit a little bit. And then when I get to the starting pitching, it just isn't good. And they didn't do a lot to bolster that. So I'm going with the Boston Red Sox. Mm-hmm. Okay. I had them I on my it. confused team. Yeah, they're, it's a little bit confusing because I do like some of the moves they made. I think signing Justin Turner was one of the most underrated moves of the offseason. I think the Dodgers should have kept him. I don't know if that was like, what happened there? Um, I like that move. You go out and get Yoshi. I can't wait to see this dude in the big leagues. I can't wait to see what he can do. It's a difficult transition. I have I'm optimistic about him. Uh, you know, the lineup, they 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 extend Devers. That's a very positive part of the offseason. You lose out on Bogart, so those are kind of, you know, washy right there. But then you get down to the starting pitching. It's just it's not there for me. You talk about being optimistic and 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 thinking best case scenario in the, in, in the off season, Chris Sale, Corey Kluber, Nick Pavetta, James Paxson, Garrett Whitlock. It's just it's just not doing it for me in 2023. And I hope these guys prove me wrong because we've seen we've seen pitchers you know at these you know quote unquote older ages come back and have nice seasons. I'll adjusted Verlander like this. The, Max Scherzer's up there in age, and these guys have the pedigree and the uh, prior seasons. Uh, of good ball to fall back on. But when I look at that rotation and I look at where they ended up in the AL East last year, which was last place, I don't think they really made improvements to get out of the cellar. Like, are they going to be battling the Orioles for fourth place in the AL East? Is that the Red Sox that we're, we're talking about right now? I think to me, it's just, I like some of their moves are kind of lost. I like Turner do Um, enough to, to, Get out of the cellar of the AL East. Their pitching is crazy. And the fact that they bolstered up the bullpen without helping the staff is insane to me. Mondesi trade that just happened. If that guy's healthy, I think he'll be an absolute uh, pest in Fenway. Like, just like running and stealing. And he got to put the ball in play, but then I think he's good. Not great, but they need a shortstop. But where the Red Sox lose this offseason is in being planless, not trying to extend Xander before he becomes a free agent. And maybe, and cause he said he was a little open to it and they didn't even really do anything spending so much money on, um, what's his, uh, 
the Japanese player that I'm blanking. Yoshida. 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 Spending so much money on Yoshida when everyone was like, what? He could be good. But it just feels like they were in their own world and then not knowing about story or having a plan where you have to... Everything felt reactionary. Like Even the Devers contract felt reactionary to losing Xander by so much. It felt like they got forced yeah, into it. It felt that. like every move the Red Sox made was like Haim was like, oh, fuck, we got to do something. We got to do something. Who's got ideas? And then they just like did, did a move. And nothing felt like this was their plan and they executed their plan. So that's where I think, th- but they might have some talent and they might win some games. I don't know. I don't like the rotation either. I feel like Yoshi was part of the plan. Uh, and let's see who he is. Let, let's see who he is. I have no idea, but the problem is I, the Bogarts, I think they got completely blindsided. I, I think the new CBA, the, market. the Padres, I, I think they, you know, it, it's hard to anticipate that, but that's also, that's kind of why you get paid the big bucks to be doing that gig, right? So, um, their lineup in Fenway Park, and when the summer gets going, you can believe in that, but you're right. I mean, I, I just... I mean, Sale, Kluber, Paxton, the question's there. I, I mean, Whitlock, as much as I like him as a young pitcher, to be able to put it as a starter for a full year, I mean, that's a really tough ask for any pitcher in the world. And then it's to our guy, full pension, Piv, who <laughs> he's projected to have a 4.71 ERA this year. So it feels like they added bullpen help this year, which we've been asking the Red Sox to do for a while now. And, yeah, Heim, you know, coming over from the Rays family, it, it almost feels like an old-school Rays team where if you looked at this pitching staff for the Rays, you'd be like, okay, like these guys could give you five innings, and then if we get it to that Rays bullpen, they tried to get to the bullpen this year. I don't love it as much as an old Rays team, and I don't love the starting pitching. And like you said, Trev, they were last last year. So yeah, man, that's uh, I I was sniffing it a, a little bit after last All Star break. This um, it's got potential to go up in big flames this year. Um, I don't know, Boston, they, first or last, baby. They made a lot of moves. That's the thing. So like when teams do that, most of the time you're like, hey, great job, you really you know made a concerted effort to improve your roster. You bring in the bullpen help, which I think is good. I think Jansen and Martin are going to be good back there. Um, you get Joey Rodriguez, and then that's not good. The lineup, the lineup, you can dream upon with Trevor Story at shortstop and kind of like a bounce back year. Then you're like, okay, I think that news really hurt them as well. You got Kike slotted in as your shortstop right now. Maybe Alberto Mondesi uh, sneaks over there. They just acquired him from the Royals, so like I think they're figuring that whole thing out and. I just think about 162 games against, you know, well, a lot of them against AL East foes who are just going to come in. And I feel like they're just going to feast on that pitching staff who had a, a 93 ERA plus. They were bottom of the, like, not bottom of the barrel, but bottom third in the league last year in pitching. And just doesn't seem like it's going to get better to me. Only other thing in my head right now is if you think about win streaks, because we talk about players and offense, you know, they're out there every day. So if you got a good lineup, good offense, it's, it's to get a good win streak, you need, you need efforts from your starting pitcher. And I, I'm just picturing being an opposing team. And if you see Kluber, Pavetta, Paxton, like if I'm a bat on the Twins or whatever team I'm on, I'm, you know, I'm hoping to have a big boy series like that. That feels like it lines up good for me, and it, it, it also feels like you could 
you could have a series busted instantly where if one of those guys gets popped in 3.1 innings, now you're burning bullpen. That has carryovers to the next series. It's it's a scary formula. The other uh, team that, I don't know, I just thrown out there, I saw on a lot of lists we didn't say was the San Francisco Giants. Uh, they were trying to go get Judge mm-hmm. Correa, spent a lot of their offseason courting these guys to get big contracts and weren't, they lost Judge. Um, they weren't able to renegotiate with Correa if, if they wanted to, to a lesser. Like, look, would they have wanted him for what the Twins got him for? Probably. If they handled, if everything got handled differently, maybe that is a possibility. Or maybe you needed two teams to publicly pass on you to then get down to that level. I don't, I don't know. But they did make moves. But in an offseason where fans were thinking they were going to jump... They didn't really take no. that big of a leap. But they did add some people that I think will help them. Um, they got Manea and, and, and Stripling. They got Webb and Cobb. So, like, their rotation can still be pretty good. But the offense is – it's an odd lineup. And they signed this on Conforto. They signed Mitch Hanniger. They brought in some people. But you're right. I mean, the original Correa news kind of hurt their – you know, the perception of their offseason. Then it kind of got like, okay, like maybe they were right. Um, but yeah, you're right. They missed out on Judge, and now they have an aging roster, uh, a farm system that I don't think is elite. Um, so yeah, they're they're almost on my tier of like, where are you at? Where are you at tier? I just made that up. Nice. Or did you make that up? The the expect they definitely their off season fell below expectations. They went to a different plan that I don't think is awful for an offseason, but expectation-wise, I think it's funny we all went three AL AL teams. Uh, the American League, man, you start thinking about teams that can really make the World Series, it's, it's kind of a thin bunch right now. Um, the other NL team that I, I think if they weren't who they were, you could throw them out there, would I be know. the Dodgers, man. The Dodgers lost dudes, but they're the Dodgers. They lost Trey Turner. They lost Justin Turner. Uh, Cody Bellinger, uh, Tyler Anderson, who we just talked about, had an amazing year for them. Um, I don't know. I, 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 think, I think the parts going out are more than the parts going in, but they're also the Dodgers, so it's almost like a, eh. Oops. I also think I wanted to, I want, this is not a personal thing. I wanted to put the Marlins as losers just because I hate they're just tricking their fan base into thinking that they don't have money. Like, hmm. we, we, how do we get more talent? Well, we only can spend talent to get talent. Well, no, you can just spend money to get talent. Like, you Dollars. didn't need to trade a pitcher with two years, three years of control to get a player. You could have just signed players. So they're just playing the trickery game into this is how we have to operate, and I don't, I don't like that. I think the Dodgers is a fair assessment that they didn't they didn't do a ton. They didn't need to do a ton. I know the people they lost. I think they were ham- hamstrung by the Bauer decision, um, and they had to wait and see how that played out. So that was um, something that hindered their ability to go out and get guys. And But I also think they really, really are trying to set up for Shohei They Otani. want Shohei. But you better go get him then. Yeah. You're setting up like this. You I, better go get him. Then. I usually don't do big contracts, so I think uh, in free agency, I think they're going to try and Ball trade trail. for Shohei. 
Mm. That's why the the Angels got um, Anderson. Is Dodgers like you know? Dodgers need to make a couple players good in the first half of the season that weren't good, like Drury, like Anderson, and the Angels will be like, yeah, we'll just keep that engine running. Give us four of those. And the Angels will be like, and we want MLB-ready players because we want to compete right away, and they'll trade Shohei for just nothing, like uh, like the Mookie trade, and everyone will be like, that was dumb. That was a dumb trade. And the Angels will be like, oh, yeah, maybe we'll sell the team, and they'll change the headline. One, one more team that... Kind of want to mention here. Mariners, I like the two big moves they made trading for Teoscar and Colton Wong, but I think their fans thought they were going to do a pretty big signing, and, and they really didn't. Um, I like their offseason. I like the moves they made, it. but I know the Seattle fans I interact with online, they are they thought they were going to get involved and, and take a big step with some move, and it, and it just never happened. So they're in a good spot, and they're guys who should get better. And I like the moves they made. Tay Oscar's awesome, but he's a one-year move. So they're they're a little disappointed going in, but they have good vibes. Yeah, I like Wong. Up, I wanted to speak them. on them, but I'm terrified of Mariners fans, so I just <laughs> I didn't allow myself to really. I wouldn't dive call them a loser, that. loser. I'll but They game, thought they baby. were going to win. Yeah, I I have them more towards winner than losers. I, I like the Wong trade. I like getting. Better at defense up the middle. Teoscar slots in with some some bop for them. And their staff is still good. I mean, they got Castillo. They didn't need much there. They felt like... I never thought they were going to get a big free agent, so maybe I wasn't part of that. Where I, I thought the Giants were really going to do it. They felt like the Red like, Sox with a plan. If the yeah. market went nutty, they were like, okay, well then we'll yeah. go Teoscar Wong. Yeah. If we could get a Trey Turner for 225, we're in. But if we can't... We got other plans. I believe, and Mariners fans correct us because you will. Always. But, uh, like, I think they had, like, GM and ownership, like, quotes saying that they were ready to spend big this offseason. And, <laughs> they pay, had, and payroll like, wasn't. They've yeah. had some GM and ownership quotes before. Yeah, they never spend big. <laughs> mm. Let's they they spent big. They spent the most money on a, a position player they've ever spent. Can we uh every few years they do a big signing. Should we Pitchers, just though. Should we and just play start, the town hall? Should we just play ago. the town hall the rest of the episode? Should we do that one day? <laughs> the old Mariners town hall. Yeah, Kevin Mathers. Just let it ride. I would love to know what Kevin Mathers is doing. Probably he's like golfing all the time. Like he's probably consulting. Golfing. He's probably consulting for companies on, on what too. not to say. And getting and he's getting Fuck paid it. off of it. Fuck that guy. That'd be my honest. Don't be like me. Yeah. See if I can find out. All right, let's move on to the second half of the show, which is... Wasn't brought to you by your Beard Hedger Pro Kit? My Beard Hedger Pro Kit mm. is bringing... I might have to use it because I'm going on vacation three days, so I got to tighten up for the sun. It's going to be hot. Tight, tight. Probably going to be some pictures. Yeah, we'll take some pictures. Put babies and bellies. Do the one co- picture of a real close-up of your face, James. I want to see how this uh, Manscaped thing works on you, okay? Put another one in there. Okay. Cordless trimmer has a rotary wheel, 20 hair cutting lengths. You could get the jom, you could get the beebs, you could get the ploof, or all the way down to the Storielli, the titanium coated T blade. It's tough on hair, but smooth on your face, leading to single stroke efficiency. Been there. Beard oil, beard balm. If you're in the beard game, this is where you want to be with Manscaped. 20% off and free shipping with code TALKING at manscaped.com. 20% off, free shipping. 
Get the Manscaped Beard Hedger for yourself or maybe the bearded the bearded dragon in your life. Thanks, Manscaped. Thanks, Manscaped. Yes. All right. Oh, Obviously, comment below all the losers that we didn't get to. We could only do three and then some Oakland A's. Obviously, the A's oh, are there. God. I mean, someone just suggested the Cardinals, and I didn't even really think about them, but... I, and I'm not. We're moving on to winners. They had an argument for winners, I thought. Someone in the chat said, only signing Contreras, L. Yeah, kind of like, all-star I like catcher. the Cardinals. Yeah. <laughs> we run into an all-star catcher? Fuck! Well, spending on catcher, I think, is not smart either. So, I'm not hot on DH. It. Trev, you want to go first this time on a winner? Sure. Okay, who you got? Uh, I think you guys know who I'm going to go with. And it's not, I'm going to, I'm going to change up a little bit here. I don't think that this team got significantly better uh, from last season. I'm going to go with my Minnesota twins and I'm going to give, explain to you why I think they're winners. Okay. Now, some of the moves they made, let's, let's recap. They swooped in and got Carlos Correa on what I think is a a really good deal for them. Um, I think that they saw the market they had the relationship already, and they said, let's go get our guy. So they bring him in. You could say, well, Trev, they had him last year. Yeah. Didn't really do anything. Okay? The reason I say that they're the biggest or one of the biggest winners of the offseason is think about where the franchise would be if Carlos Correa didn't sign back with them. We're talking about a middling team for sure for the foreseeable future. And then you have all these guys kind of – you know, um, you know, and ending their team control and you have to make decisions. What are we going to do? But you bring in Carlos Correa now for six years and now it's like we're still in it. We're in the hunt. We're going to be playoff contenders for the foreseeable future. If they lose him and he's not there, the whole mindset changes of the fan base. I'm pretty sure of the front office and the players on the field. I mean, you're you're sitting there. you got a nice a nice group of players here, but if you lose him, it all goes back to just being maybe a 500 club. So I think signing him was huge. They bring in Christian Vasquez. Now they have the Luisa rise trade. They bring in another starting pitcher. And now you can kind of look at their starting pitching and say, you know, there's not a lot, there's not like aces. Uh, Potentially there could be with Joe Ryan, Sonny Gray can pitch like an ace, but I think he got enough good quality starting pitching there between Ober Lopez, Ryan, Sonny Gray, a couple guys coming up, um, you know, Simeon Woods, Richardson, Louis Varlin. Like there's guys that they can fill the rotation with. I like the pitching depth that they have. And then, you know what? I think Joey Gallo, I think he's going to thrive in Minnesota. I think, I don't think he, I mean, playing in New York, it's hard. You guys always say it. You, you know, it's a badge of honor for you guys to say that. I think he's going to enjoy the friendly confines. I think they might hit him lead off. Oh, we'll see how that I goes mean, for playing him. in L.A. didn't help him. It's it's different. Minnesota, they love you. It's warm. It feels good. It's a good place to play. Let me finish, James. I think there are other teams that improved their roster more than the Twins did, but I don't think there's a team that saved the next three or four years like the Twins did. If Carlos Correa is out of town, I, I just think the atmosphere – I think the you know the zeitgeist about the team is is completely different. So they save face by doing that. And I'm going to Twins Fest, so I wanted to pump it up. Nice. 
I do, do you like know what I'm the talking Twins about? moves. I had them on my winner's list. It wasn't the top one or two, but I did have them on my list. I I do like their pitching staff for the regular season a lot if they're healthy. I think that you got a bunch of guys that can keep you in games. And I like Vasquez pickup. I think he's a gamer of a catcher. I think he brings it every day. He's going to keep his pitchers locked in. He's going to give you clutch hits when you can. And and just like good at bats, even if the result isn't great. I we've seen him do that for a while now. The numbers at the end offensively might not be amazing, but the feeling he leaves you with is like, I trust him. He can get it done. Um, which is an interesting formula. But I do like that. I their lineup is is all injury situational like Buxton how many is he going to play Correa I think he's going to be healthy and I like that but you got a lot of other players here like I don't love that Gallo's the starting nine plan right now and some other stuff even Kepler we'll see how that we'll see how that turns out we'll see how spring training goes we'll see what they do they bring in Michael A. Taylor which I think will lead to Buxton probably playing more games and maybe he slots in a DH a little bit more on the Taylor run around in center field he had a really good year defensively last year so that could help uh, I forgot to mention him in my monologue there, but I, I, I don't know. I, I, I believe in Joey Gallo. I guess I have some guys I just can't quit. Uh, and I think Gallo is just, he has the ability there. And if he's in the right situation, it could click. And I hope it does. If, if that clicks, I think that they, they're probably favorites to win the AL Central. Yeah, he just needs to change his hitting approach. <laughs> it's nothing to do with fans or pressure. It's, it's like a... Sorry, I cut you off. It's just like a bugaboo of mine. It's like this guy is getting so many excuses besides the fact that, like, Chris Davis, if he didn't play, if he wasn't doing what he did in Baltimore, would he have gotten this much love and support from the public? Oh, it's just so hard. It's pressure. It's like, no, dude, you have one swing and everybody knows it. Like, Chris Davis got crushed. Joey Gallo is doing the same exact thing, and he's getting all this sympathy because New York's hard. So it irks me. No, you don't say it like that. You guys say like New York's a tough place to play. You don't say it like that. You guys it really is, it is it it's is a badge it, of honor. It, when you suck, it sucks to play there. When you play well, it's really, really good to play there. But that's do, not why he struggled. Do you have any advice for me to give to Joey? Because I'm gonna see him this weekend. Develop a second swing. Like have two approaches. There's no shift now. Okay. You can hit doubles to right field now. He's fast. So he doesn't need to just uppercut everything because <laughs> high fastballs are just I going no by shift him. now means he doesn't have to change the approach. It's probably the fear that you probably should have. No shift now means he doesn't have to aim over the shallow right fielder's head. He can just fucking smack it on a line past second base. Sonny Gray. I'm looking for comeback player of the year. Sonny Gray, his teammate. People said a lot of the same stuff. One pitches, one hits, though. Sonny Gray was really bad at home and really good on the, on the road. I do think New York played a factor for him. It is true for some cases, but, like, Gallo never changed, never tried anything. there. You don't have anything else on my Twinkies, Jake? You had you a lot like of it, them? Trev. I, I like that they've, like we talked about, have retooled their pitching over time. Um, and, no, I, I mean... You know, if Gallo does click, it looks like a genius signing. I don't know. I wouldn't bet on it. How about that? Um, and then, yeah, I, I, I think what you're saying overall, and as a proud former employee of the Twins, both of us, um, 
where this ship could have landed, because remember, the Twins had that, you know, we, we're running the AL Central, and then they kind of just pooped the bed, and the White Sox looked like monsters. Remember, Buxton's contract was coming up. Are they going to trade Buxton? The fact that they've locked up Buxton and Correa for the next little bit, you're right. It, it's changed the outlook of... We could very easily be doing a Twins... P, we could have been doing a Twins PP, TPP that would have been like, well, the Twins are in full rebuild. They're not. I, I mean, and, and like I'm saying... I. I'm buying their stock over White Sox stock right now, which if you told me that last year, I would have said you were nuts. So, yeah, and they got some I mean, real deal is... prospects coming too. So this is, uh, I think, again, oh stop, the Twins outlook again. I'll, I'll say it: why I picked them. If they didn't bring in Carlos Correa, we are talking about a team that is just trying to tread water for the next three or four years, and I think this makes them. Uh, it gives them the the ability to make other supplemental moves that they I, wouldn't make if he wasn't there. I fully agree with you. I also think like with the Angels, we said other teams in the division got better. With the Twins, other teams, White Sox, we're saying lose, and Tigers and Royals aren't winning, and the Guardians are gonna be there. They got better. They got better. Yeah, yeah, the Guardians yes, got but better. They're, but that they're they're within reach because right. yes, yes. So I I like the pick. Jake, do you want to go second on your winner? Um. I can go. Okay. I can go. Um, I think this one, it, it happened early for the most part, so people moved on. Um, and this is a front office, a gentleman I've been kind of tougher on, but I'm starting to drink the Kool-Aid. I'm going to BBD's Philadelphia. Oh, mm. wow. They mm. signed Trey Turner. Uh, you know, Trey Turner on any given season has a chance to be a top 10 player. This is coming off a World Series run. And by the way, you know, they took advantage of the new wild card, right? Like they won, what was it, 87 games last year, but they went to the World Series. So this could have been a team that kind of sat on their hands and said, well, we went to the World Series, like the plan worked. They brought in Trey Turner. Um, you know, they had some parts going in and out between, you know, our guy Gibby, Syndergaard at the trade deadline went out. They brought in Taiwan Walker. The other part that puts it over the top for me, besides Trey Turner being a high-level elite player, and like you said with the Marlins, like, hey, that's another way to add talent. Um, they get Trey Turner in his prime for a couple years. The Gregory Soto trade. We, I, In my core of talking baseball, I feel like we spent how much time talking about how bad the Phillies bullpen was? It felt like a year and a half. That was almost every episode. Now, with Sir Anthony Dominguez's kind of breakout, Alvarado, they brought in Soto. Kimbrough. That, that was a, he's kind of like a Alvarado, <laughs> like a cousin. Craig Kimbrell, like, in a good Phillies day, your starter can go five, and they could go Kimbrell, Soto, Sir Anthony Alvarado. You got lefties and righties. That's without mentioning Bilotti and Brogdon, who had been good for them. They signed Matt Strom, which was an interesting contract, but he's out there for them. The fact that the Phillies' bullpen is a strength, their lineup that had been a strength, they just casually add Trey Turner to the top of it, that's a really good offseason, and I, I, I just don't think there'd been a lot of spotlight on it. I like, I like it. I mean, the, yeah, the I like Trey it. Turner deal is great. Go ahead, James. No, I li I like it as well. I didn't have it in my in my in my top um, teams. I thought about the Trey Turner. I loved the ad because they were just boppers, and now you got speed and a little more chaos and defense, and then the relievers are good. I do think they're uh, a plus offseason for sure. 
Like they got better. Yeah, I mean, Trey Turner is was one of the crown jewels of the offseason, and they coming off a World Series win, uh, appearance, go in and get him. I think that's great because who is going to play shortstop for them? Stott, if it wasn't for Trey Turner, I think that's obviously a nice little upgrade there. I think Taiwan Walker coming in and being that rotational depth, he's going to be your four. That's a pretty nice four right there. Now you're talking about a rotation that's a strength. The bullpen still scares me a little bit. Like Soto, like I know he's been an all-star the last couple of years. The, the underlying numbers like aren't super great, but he's got stuff. And maybe we maybe we tinker here and there. And you know, I, I buy in on on good arms. He's got a good arm. Uh, we'll see what Kimbrel can do. That's another wild card right there. Uh, but you can look at the bullpen. You can dream upon it a little bit. And I think probably going into last year, you couldn't. So there, there's an improvement there. This is, I mean, a lot of these teams that we'll talk about as winners. I think Fayo told me this. I say, why does it look so easy for some of these teams in the offseason? They didn't really have massive holes here. They didn't have to plug in a ton of things. So when they do find the right puzzle piece, you know, the picture becomes clear. I think that's kind of what happened with the Phillies. They didn't have to do a lot. I know they weren't like a great team in this in the regular season, uh, but there were flashes of it. I think Trey Turner stabilizes them. I think they're going to be very, very competitive in a very, very competitive division. Um, I looked for them to be around that like 90 win team, get into the playoffs and anything can happen. Probably where they want to be. Uh, tough. Now I think there's two that I had, um, I, I guess I have one. I like better than the other. I thought both would be mentioned for sure. Uh, the Mets, the Mets had a fantastic yeah. off season. I, they were the consensus, like, one for me. They, where the hell is this tab? They got, I like their pitching staff. They got Nimmo back at a very important and valuable uh, position. They went out and got, let me let me find it. The Justin Verlander. They got Senga as the three. Um, they got Quintana as the five. They got Adam Adovino comes back or signed an extension. They brought in D-Rob. They brought in, um, they signed Diaz to return. So they had some key losses you're looking at as a Mets fan. Like, fuck, Edwin Diaz, Nimmo, and DeGrom are all might not come be coming back. Now, DeGrom leaves, but they retain the other two. And then they get, I like, I mean, we're talking like this year and next year, I like Verlander better. He just won the Cy Young and he just keeps going. He's also, besides the Tommy John, he's pretty healthy. Um, yeah, I know that Correa like muddied it up at the end, but I love the Mets offseason. They made a lot of a lot of moves, big and small. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of people, like you said, that were leaving. They're gonna have to re- replace a lot of that rotation with Bassett, Walker, and who else left them? Oh, Degrom. Mm-hmm. That's that's a that's. That's a nice three right there for you that you had to replace. They did as good as you can do replacing them, bringing in Verlander, like you said, and Sanga and Quintana. I, I love the Quintana move. The sneaky move for me is D-Rob. I say that every offseason, like, go get this guy for one year, $10 million, whatever he's charging right now. Like, this is a guy that can really help you. I think you can rely on him in some some high-leverage situations. He's just a really good pitcher who puts what, up really good numbers. One else they did as sneaky? They have Tim Locastro in AAA. And Terrence Gore. So oh, if they yeah. make They're the postseason, that, yeah. stolen bases are happening. One of those is coming up 
and grabbing some bags. Jimmy Yacobone is down in AAA. That's mm. just a fun name to say. I have no mm. other thoughts. Just a fun name to say. Um, yeah, I, I played with a Jay Yacanetti. Because you're looking at their rotation that might be like, oh, my God. And then I like their rotation now. It's yeah. It's funny. You're Like you're saying, the Correa thing put a, just a weird spin on the end, but also shouldn't matter a little bit. I, I guess the, the part that's just mental warfare for me is like, just some of these guys are old. Like, I, I don't know. I'm sore right now. Like, I don't know. Scherzer, Verlander, Carrasco. Quintana's the second youngest guy on the staff at 34. I, I don't know. Like like you're saying, I mean, Justin Verlander basically has nothing on his resume that you should question it. And, you know, Adovino's a sneaky 37. D-Rob's a sneaky 37. Like, I, I don't know. It just, it feels a little weird in my head. It's a Showalter team. But it's a Buck Showalter mm, team. So. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, if you're a Mets fan, you were, you had to be sure you were going to lose a Nimmo or a Diaz or something like that. And at the end of the day, you lost DeGrom, but you brought in the other bad dude. So yeah. And they got McGill, Luchesi, um, Jose, how do you say his name? Budo, Butto in the wings that can mm-hmm. like get, grab some starts. We've seen them grab starts and be good and come up. So if you know, you need to do phantom IL or injuries, you, they have some depth there that they leaned on last year and, and had good outings. Uh, other teams, if they signed a, a closer to what they gave Edwin Diaz, which was five years, $105 million, I believe, I'd be like, well, you're kind of hamstringing yourself. But the bets don't – they play the game the way it's supposed to be played where they don't really care about the payroll. There's no salary cap in baseball, so you can't say that about them. I don't. They can go overpay for everyone, and it doesn't matter to them, to Steve Cohen. What do you think Steve Cohen gives like his nieces and nephews for birthdays? You know, like you have like my grandma sends my kids $2 bills. I don't think Steve Cohen sent $2 bills. Like are those all hundos? Have, they have to be, right? He doesn't talk to his grandkids. He gives Does those, he give them stock tips? He gives yeah. those like uh, I've, I've never seen that. one. but Andy's like, mints. Those original stock things. And it's like this is one of the first of 1,000 Apple stocks. Like it's is he so rich that he sends like the worst gifts? Because there's also that aspect where he just like doesn't care and like he, maybe he like sends things to the kids like why are you sending whatever me? his wife want... sends maybe, is what they get. Maybe you maybe when you're that rich you go with a theme like every time he said something made out of wood, like he has a wood making oh. gift guy. Like oh this is a wood mailbox. Thanks, Uncle Steve sent me a present again. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> You sent me like Legos, bro. <clears throat> hey, uh, the Rangers, I'm surprised we didn't say them. I mean, I know that sure. we're maybe not incredibly high in the offense, but they went out and built a rotation this offseason. Like, you want teams to go spend money and do things and, and change. Like, I bet their number changed more than, like, you know, the Angels that we're talking about. Like, they pick up DeGrom. They pick up Evaldi as their, you know, three or four. They pick up Heaney as their five, which I like. You know, I don't like the Angels taking Anderson as their two. You take Heaney as their five, that's not a bad pickup. They got Oda Rizzi in the trade um, to sub in, and they have so much talent uh, down in the minors that you could have seen them, like our Yankees doing. It's like, nope, we're not, we got talent coming. We don't need to add more. They're like, no, we'll do both. We'll keep our, make, not pressure to bring these young kids up, but when they're ready, they'll come up. And then, yeah, they're, they're, they're banking on a lot of the offense to have, better years in their career best or repeat career best on these younger guys. And that doesn't always work out, but 
you know, Simeon and Seager, Lowe had a great year. But I think the Rangers are on every winner's list I've read. Built a rotation. Yeah, I mean, over the last couple off seasons, it's, it's them and the Mets that have just completely like re... I don't even know what the word I'm looking for is. They've just... they've completely changed the franchise outlook and like that doesn't happen too often uh, in baseball it's very hard to do that so they're yeah they're winners there's other teams for sure we could have mentioned the yankees dude you go get aaron judge to sign back it'd be great but bringing in carlos rodon be part of that rotation is a massive move for them i think they clearly were a winner in the offseason um, and you can talk about a, a bunch of different teams so don't get mad if we didn't mention the Padres and them going out and getting Sander Bogart, it's like I, we know there's other winners, um, but can't mention them all. Get mad. Um, yeah, I leave a Texas. Te- Texas was was kind of the the one. I I I lean them over Mets a little bit just because the Mets had so many parts going out this year that for one year, you know, it could not look pretty. Like if Degrom goes and wins the AL Cy Young and looks like peak Degrom, uh, and say Verlander took a baby step back, whatever that means. Um, not that he ever has a baby step, baby step. Um, you know, you, you Come can second inside. Yeah. You can look at those on paper and be like, well, you know, they, they made their bet DraftKings, and, and DeGrom did it. it. It, what Texas Rangers feel like they're banking on that we can't believe in them is that they believe in like, uh, like kind of where I was with the Cleveland guardians last year. Like, I, I look at this roster, and, and why didn't you add, like, one more corner outfielder or something like that, like a, a Mitch Hanniger or someone like that that you're like, all right, you know, I, I know what I can kind of pencil that guy in for, but, hey, if Josh Smith or Leody Tavares or, um, you know, a Zeke Duran or one of those guys, if they can be one or two of those guys from last year's Guardians team, you're kind of home because, man, when we looked at that Angels rotation and seeing like some of the projected stats and kind of who you think those guys are, and then you see it next to the Texas Rangers. I mean, <laughs> like, give me a Valdi stock. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I think the Rangers, and obviously we all have it in the back of our head with Simeon and Seeger, two massive contracts. It feels like an accent to what this year was. They're, they're kind of the, the, the guys for me. The Astros, too. Another one of those teams that didn't have a lot of holes to fill. You go out and get Jose Abreu to play first base for you. They got what they needed. They got what they needed. And bringing Michael Brantley back. One through seven in this lineup is nuts. Then at the end, you have McCormick and Maldonado, which you know those are two up-the-middle positions that you, if you get offense out of them, you're stoked. But, like, you're talking Altuve, Brantley, Bregman, Alvarez, Abreu, Tucker, Pena. Good luck. Yeah. Good fucking luck. This is clearly, clearly like the best team heading into the season. The other team I wanted to mention is the Toronto Blue Jays. I think they are the opposite of the Red Sox, where it seemed like they very they had a very specific plan and executed it perfectly. Obviously, I'm not within the wall, so I don't know, but they, on the outside, looked like they said, we need to get better defense, and we have some guys coming off the books that we can help. They bring in Kiermeyer to help patrol center. They bring in Varsho. On a, I, I like that trade for them a lot. And then they do get Bassett, who's a great key cog into their rotation, which was already good. I think the Blue Jays kind of got what they needed 
to kind of sturdy up their team, give it some uh, foundation of day-in, day-out defense with Kiermaier and Varsho, and and uh, you're going to hit. They, they have a good offense. But Bassett, they, Bassett, one of my favorite signings of the offseason. Um, where all the contracts landed this year and who he is, I really like that. My my only hesitation before giving them like a big win, uh, as much as I love Dalton Varsho, my short king, my former snakes, I'm worried about the adjustment period. Just coming over to a new league, like I, I that's tough for any baseball player, a young player joining a new team in a new league, and he's the guy that's really been brought in to be their lefty hitter. Like Belt is in, and if he clicks like he has a couple years, that's nice. But if Varsho takes some time to warm up, warm up, I, I feel like although it's their strength, that lineup can be very righty heavy. And if you know if you've got a lead in seventh or eighth, and you go to your nasty righty out of the bullpen, it can be an easier lane for them. Yeah, but, but they, they had a really four, nice. They got him for four years too. So yeah, he'll, he'll no, make I, that adjustment as, as where it will land. I like it, Trev. I want to give one more loser. Oh, before we end this show, All right. And there's a little paragraph here that I want to read from an ESPN article that kind of like really summarizes. And I've said this on baseball today with Cohen coming in and spending the way he's spending. And then Seidler in San Diego spending how he's spending the losers. The biggest losers are these teams that are just sitting back on their hands and not going out and self-imposing a cap. These owners are looking, they're looking very bad to their fan bases. Let me read this thing. After decades of essentially saying we can't afford to spend that much, but we also won't show you our books, trust us. Owners in this post-Cohen world now look either like, one, they don't actually care about winning, or two, they can't afford to compete financially. These guys don't want to look that way, and these and. Seidler and Cohen and the whoever the hell owns the Rangers have made them look that way. So it's either going to force the hand into spending or that next CBA, who knows what they're going to try to put in there? Because I totally agree with the first sentence here. We won't show you the books. We can't afford it. Baseball is a dying business, but you got these other guys out there just going absolutely ham. Something's Something's missing in this equation. I think they all look very bad. So losers, just the owners. Uh, don't you think? When Some you when great. you're doing that, more owners look good this offseason than any offseason in the past, and the ones then which of does them. make it change. Three of thirty look good. That's it. Well, who do you got? Well, I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe four. I guess I'll give the Steinbrenner some some love there. But I, mean, I was going to say I think, Seidler. I think the Yankees. Yeah, Seidler, the, Phillies, the Padres, the Padres. Sure, the Middleton, the Phillies is another the Red good Sox one. Red Sox went kinda... out and spent money. The Giants tried to spend money. You can't be upset at the owner's wallet. You can be upset at other stuff. So we're we're still going five or six owners that look good, and the rest of them look very bad. Twins. Best they've ever looked. Six. Mariners gave out their biggest position player contract. That that doesn't mean anything. Remember the White Sox kept doing that and we're like, how much? Also gave out their biggest contract to a position player, I believe. But that it's, but that's them trying to save face. They're not spending the way these other teams are. And they keep saying like they, they, they keep staying under these tax thresholds or trying to reset and do all this stuff. I, I, I think that Seidler and 
San Diego specifically has really shaken up the owner's room. And Cohen. Yes, cool. but they right, knew well, that was going to happen. That's our episode. Tell us everything we forgot to say. You guys know more than us about your team, so. Cubs? Confusion. I had a lot of Cubs fans say, I like the Cubs. I'm also confused, and I had a lot of Cubs fans say, Jimmy doesn't know what he's talking about. We're going to be good. Yeah. Jake sucks. Off season, baby. It's a slight. Oh. When you got Pete Kerr Armstrong in your organization, oh, you're a God. winner. It's more of a thumbs up than, it's not a down. Yeah. It's, it's up. It's just like, it's kind of like, you're like. How much Luke will sell you his PCA cards? At a premium. At a premium. I love that. Pirates retooled. That's in the room.